0: to the computer, there we go. All right, folks, welcome to another GD podcast. I'm your host, Guy DeMarco, and this week we are joined by our guest to talk about American gun culture. This form is going to serve as a fun, laid back way to engage and talk about American gun culture for its positive and its negative aspects within American uh, popular culture. Um, I'm doing this as a one way to kind of get different influencers, industry people, hunters, non-firearm fanatic individuals onto the podcast and talk about specifically American gun culture. Why am I doing that? Uh, I'm in a college class right now that deals with American pop culture and uh, I was able to pick a topic that I wanted to talk about or research on and do some papers and some uh some homework assignments so i chose obviously the thing that i like the most uh american gun culture so that's what we're going to be talking about so strap in and let's get into it so our guest this week i couldn't as soon as i this assignment popped in my head my first my first thought was three gun kenzie so go ahead and introduce yourself and then i'm going to ask you some intro questions and then we'll get into the actual questions on american gun culture
1: Awesome. Yeah. What's up everybody. I'm yeah. Three gun Kenzie just living her life by that acronym, I guess at this point. Um, (laughs) I am a professional competitive shooter, um, better at some sports than others, but I've shot everything from three gun to PRS to USPSA started out in GSF steel challenge. I mean, you name it, if it goes boom and there's a way to compete, I'm in, um, I also am a fire. Uh, a, a writer in the firearms industry, published writer. Um, I also vlog and YouTube a little bit. Uh, host of the radical podcast, and then lastly, a firearms instructor and host a really big annual women's event um, every year and do some private classes. So that's a little bit about me, uh, guy. Thanks for having me
0: on. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, these questions are going to be like a background as to your pedigree or lack thereof to talk about. American gun culture. There's guests that I'm going to have on here that, um, uh, through these questions, the audience will be able to learn a little bit about them and then whether they're in the industry or not in the industry or participate within specifically gun culture. So you say your name, you said your name was three gun Kenzie. Um, so what is your like occupation? What actually pays the bills?
1: Yeah. Um, I graduated from college with a master's degree, and a couple of weeks after graduating, I opened up my marketing firm, which was a different name prior, but now it's reticle right up. So owner of that agency, and we focus on small to medium sized businesses in the firearms industry specifically. So for everything from like eyewear to actually posting about guns and, and gun parts and manufacturers, uh, holsters, ranges, I mean, kind of the whole spectrum there. Um, in the firearms industry, as a writer, like I mentioned before, I kind of have to stay up to date on kind of what's happening um, in the world of firearms culture, whether it's media, marketing, um, movies, so much comes from Hollywood. And then um, in my other, I guess, day role is I work a lot with influencers and ambassadors for shooting sports or for instruction. And so I have to kind of stay up to date with like, I guess, who's the who, whether they have a firearms background or not. A lot of brands are looking to partner in an organic way with influencers online, on social media, on YouTube, in podcasting world, because as you know, probably uh, firearms companies are banned from advertising, whether it is a holster manufacturer, whether it is someone who owns a range, they don't have to sell guns or gun parts. We are pretty much shadow banned, blocked, censored. You name it. So we I I have to kind of know who to connect with and who to get products in um in the hands of these folks. So that's kind of my background of of the world of industry just to really my expertise, I guess, of knowing kind of what's happening in the world.
0: Okay. So you you are in the firearms space. You're not like a tax accountant that just enjoys shooting. You you live and breathe gun culture as your yeah. job. Yeah, uh, a
1: smaller shooter too. And, and many regards so I've seen sponsored shooters who are legit shooters and I've seen sponsored shooters who are not legit shooters and they just <laughs> have a following um so it's kind of interesting too and then just I, I don't want to say the word cult but there are some like cult followers of gun tubers or oh um, we're gonna get into it yeah so yeah, yeah
0: go <laughs> um so uh how old are you you can say ballpark I know it's not
1: oh no I don't care nice uh, to I don't to,
0: give a shit. To ask a lady, but yeah, I didn't think yeah. you would. But uh, <laughs> you're 31.
1: Yeah, and actually, okay. 10 years to the day, I've been concealing, carrying a gun since I was legally able to at 21 years old. Start out in the state of Florida, is where I was from, born, raised. So I have a full decade of experience. You're from? You're from 15. Florida? Yeah, you knew that. Did I? Pensacola, bro.
0: Oh, shit, that's right. I'm
1: literally from. Yeah, that's why I know. You're literally
0: right things. down the street from me. Well, yeah. from right down the street from me. Um, I,
1: yeah
0: so military service
1: my family pretty much oh. everyone in my family either was military or worked for the VA still does or a uh, Marine Corps relief Society nurse was my grandma so um it's interesting because I didn't go down that path even though I probably should have um but by the time like I graduated I was 20 when I graduated undergrad um and then 22 when I graduated with my master's. so it's kind of hard to go back and look at the salaries that you guys make bless your <laughs> hearts even for those who serve I could not have done that you L- know
0: lack thereof. For um, real. Yeah. yeah. So you said college degree. You just said that. So you have a, a bachelor's and a master's. What are those degrees in?
1: Yeah. So my undergrad was in IT with a little bit of an emphasis in communications. And then my master's degree is specifically in marketing. Um, and then also took sports marketing as like, um I forgot what they called it. Not really a minor, but like an emphasis on it. So I went okay. down this track where originally I did study, it's kind of crazy, surfing and collegiate sports. I worked for, um, central sports marketing for a little bit in interns. And at one point, like I studied again, this is so weird in left field, but like the Red Bull media house of how this media house actually, you know, has F one has astronauts has surfers. Oh Yeah.
0: hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So that's where I kind of got my love and passion for that obsession. Um, but once I found Talon range in Tallahassee and started, um, doing their marketing there many times, Yeah, and shooting there and competing there, uh, life changed for me. That was my very first marketing client,
0: actually. I used to go to matches in um, Tallahassee before it was Talon Range, where it was, oh God, I don't remember the name of the range, but uh, we shot with Miss Cheryl all the time in USPSA, Range Mama, like, yeah. When Cheryl
1: put on the first three gun match they ever had there, that's what started the love of three guns. So Cheryl and Mike made that happen.
0: Yep. Uh, Mike. Mike did some gunsmithing for me back in the day. That's so crazy that we know the the same group. Um, yeah. <laughs> where are you located now? Like, uh, yeah, I'm up
1: in Knoxville, Tennessee. I moved up here um three years ago, and it was a decision I made actually to be central to shooting sports. Um, as many matches as I shot, Florida really didn't at the time, especially Pensacola. They still really don't. They don't have the community. They don't have um really the access to get to matches quickly. And so I made yeah. a decision based on my business and everything I wanted to do, my dreams to move. So, and, and it's funny, we talk about guns is like my decision of where I want to live and where I might go next is based on the access to guns, the freedom for guns, no wait periods, no bullshit on licenses or whatever. Um, and so, and state, state income tax was a, a big thing too, a, but a big
0: thing. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, and
1: you look at it you're like Florida have never paid that. Tennessee is very freedom. Texas would be the next one, right? Like you just look at the map, and there's only so few states that have good gun gl- legislature. Can't say that word, legislature. Huh. Um, yeah. but
0: okay. Uh, and you said you are a business owner, so you own the Reticle Up brand, yeah. which encompasses mm-hmm. writing and vlogs and podcasts and training, and that's all underneath the Reticle Up umbrella. Yeah. So yeah. you are a business owner. Um, you said that you're a competitor on very, various different platforms. Um, and then are you a hunter?
1: Yeah. So I grew up duck hunting. That was the main thing that we did in Louisiana, Texas. My grandparents still have a lease over there. And so I grew up with a 12 gauge in my hand. That's kind of where I started and a 20 gauge. I still have actually to this day that, uh, I grew up with. So hunting was a big part of my life. Um, deer hunting didn't come till later on in life, but I started hunting at Triple Forks Hunting, which (laughs) recently sold, so RIP, because I'm going to miss that property. But uh, I've done some deer hunting and then hog hunting, and now I'm hunting a coyote that stole my groundhog that I killed. Um, Oh, no.
0: Yeah,
1: I was pissed because I wanted to keep the skull. But hunting for me, um, especially deer hunting after where we're at in 2024, is the price of meat and, gosh, groceries is just so high that, yeah, it's cheaper to kill an animal get it processed than it is to go buy a pound of meat right now it's just right. insane yeah pro hunter pro conservative uh, i fished for so long too so though even though it's not hunting fishing was a big thing oh yeah for co- sure doing yeah so providing for my family from the freshest way possible or for myself right was is something that i've always grown up with that is normal to me
0: um and then age of your first positive firearms experience
1: i was probably like Seven or eight. I remember shooting. Um, actually, revolvers. It was all revolvers, kind of stereotypical of Lower Alabama, Pensacola. Um, with my grandpa and my dad, we shot off uh cans off logs, so just aluminum cans. And then she would go fishing, and then my grandpa used to make molds of the fish that we caught, so we would actually have a memory from that. But yeah, so I was really young. My brother was around too, but (laughs) I was the oldest, and um, you know, guns were always in the house. Like that's something else I think about is like. We knew the guns were loaded. We knew where the guns were. Uh they still are loaded. They're still all over my parents' house. But it's something where it's it's not a shock. It's not a surprise. It's not like, why is this here? And and is it loaded? Is it's loaded. It's there for a purpose. And right. I'm lucky. A lot of people don't grow up that way. And I'm very fortunate that I did.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely attest to that of knowing where the firearms are, they're loaded. Um, you don't you don't touch them, you don't play with them, they're not toys. And then yeah you know with you know with my experience like i have a lo- a cipher um uh biometric lock on the on the gun room door here cuz it's just one of the spare bedrooms that i've got all this stuff in um yeah. and i don't keep my precision rifles loaded obviously but like the house gun the other house gun the <laughs> bear gun the bigger bear gun like those are all like ready to go come come a necessity but like yeah. the boys aren't at an age where they know or understand what they are. They just know dad's carrying him in and out of the house all the time, going to matches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet that's a sight to see. It's always fun.
0: <laughs> oh, my neighbors love me.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
0: I'm not a gun case guy either. So they're usually no. just in the in the back of the truck or in the back of the car, just, just rolling around. For um, sure. So that's a little bit about who, who Kenzie is. Um now we're gonna get into the meat of the potatoes of uh of the actual questions. Uh, what is your definition of popular culture?
1: I think anything that is in movies, in music, um, and, and TV show too, TV shows now with pop culture, honestly, books. Books are turning into those things okay. that people pay attention to. So I think anything that's out there, YouTube included. Um, anything on social media. So pop culture is just anything people are talking about what's going on in hashtag worlds. What's like, you know, the live streaming news, what's, what's, what's most popular right now that everyone's into. So I think that's kind of the definition for me of of pop culture.
0: Okay. Um, What does the second amendment mean to you?
1: It's more important to my first than my first amendment without my second, it, the first is gone. So second amendment Um, is the greatest equalizer and tool that we have um, as, I guess, American citizens, you know, not just for females, but to tell our government that we will not stand down, we will not be, you know, infringed upon when it comes to our rights, our voice, what we can and can't do. It is the most important thing to me that kind of comes first in my life because um, without that, I I don't think America exists.
0: Okay. Um, So uh, if you have a story and and you feel like sharing, uh please do. But do you have a negative uh have you been negatively affected by gun violence?
1: Not by gun violence, but by violence. Okay. Um, there, there's a reason why Carrie, um my parents know about it too. It was something that was an ordeal I went to when I was underage, but um sexually assaulted um and and way young, right? Way young. Right. But that was the catalyst for for start. And then in college, living alone, I had um, a guy that had just got out of prison. I saw the police report, and I show this in my classes, um, that I tried to come in my back door Tuesday, 8 o'clock at night, living alone. Um, I did have my firearm at the time. I was old enough. I was 22. had a Glock 17 that my dad gave me. It's actually my first handgun that I um, was gifted and stuff, and ended up calling the police, and then I called my friends from the from Talon Range, and guess who came to the door first for help? Friends right,
0: your range. friend from the range.
1: Yep. Um, so that was another thing. And then I also have a scar on my ear from actually being physically assaulted by a coworker of mine. Um, again, I was underage at the time, so I really couldn't have a firearm, but it was something where again being exposed to violence, knowing that people are quick to violence, um, knowing his kind of background, the world is not a safe place. Um, and so all of these things of being, I won't even say, it, but you know, a victim or or someone that's been attacked led me to what I do today. And you know, I share that with women of, of what I've been through and, and God, one out of four people are like, I've been, you know, X, Y, Z as well. I'm, I'm not right. going to share their stories, but it is something where now a firearm is not the end all be all. It's not something I ever want to use, which we could talk about too, but, um, it is a tool that equalizes any fight when someone is bigger, faster, better, whatever than you. Um, I'm, I'm glad that I can carry, and I have that privilege or right, okay. you know?
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. I know it's not easy for everybody to to talk about the harder or more vulnerable moments in their life. So so thank you. Um, easier question. What is your opinion of the state of American gun culture? Like, where do you think we're at?
1: I, oh, I think that we're in a downhill, crazy world where you've got Parties just completely defined and split, right? There is no really middle, normal, I feel like American anymore, right? We've been pushed to the extremes of extreme right, extreme left. Um, but what's funny to me is that every single Hollywood actor and actress out there that's been in any movie ever that has any firearm doesn't matter if it's a revolver, a or action, a semi auto machine gun it's bullshit when they say, like, I'm anti gun and we need to have airsoft or we need to remove guns or whatever. You made millions. I'm not going to name names, right? But you can think off the top of your head. Oh, yeah. Of dollars off firearms. And now I know, well, I'm going to name names. The Rock is one that's like, well, we can only have airsoft guns on set. How many times have you seen The Rock in a movie with a firearm? So
0: yeah,
1: I just think it's a laughable thing with American gun culture of where we're at, where all of these people are protesting firearms. And yet even the, the celebs, Beyonce, with a full police, private security, oh, yeah. like, around kim kardashian has had issues and yet she can she can afford to have a full-time squadron and even that's not enough you have to at some point be alone in your life go to the bathroom go to sleep so i think we're at a point where it's kind of a joke where all these people who are anti-gun are actually pro-gun or make money off the guns or can afford to have hired guns um it's just amazing or or the world where we just think that you know why vi- or violence is not the answer it's not about violence it's about safety so it's just it's interesting that where we're at in 2024 is kind of a
0: joke okay so in your experience um with gun culture has it been more positive or been more negative negative? and can you share a, a a positive story of you inside the gun culture that makes you uh you stay here
1: I think there's positive and negatives to, bo- to both sides, right? Uh, the positivity of it, and I share this all the time, is that without firearms, I would not have friends and family. I wouldn't be talking to Guy right now, you guys. So yep. like for me, because I'm exposed and love firearms, I've met 12-year-olds that competitively shoot and can outshoot me. I've met parents that are raising these kids that are phenomenal parents, because I think when you have a um, kid that shoots or you are exposing your kids to, to shooting, you're actually a better parent because- you teach them respect, you te- reteach them discipline for not touching that firearm. Right. You also have just better hardworking kids because they are raised in that kind of household. I just, I feel like that's, that is the truth. Um, the positivity again, is just that I, without shooting sports, without guns, I would not have anybody that I have right now. I would not have friends that all over the country, I can go anywhere in the country and hit someone up and probably stay at their house. Yep, um, hundred percent. Like it's just, it, it is, Incredible. And then I've met doctors, lawyers, trashmen. I've met waitresses. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. Um, there's just so many variety in the firearms industry that I think it's a beautiful thing. And then on the negative stuff, again, I, I think that we'll, we'll talk about gun bunnies, but we see companies that still believe that sex sells or sex selling is more important than having legitimate uh, shooters or ambassadors or influencers represent them. And so, you know, I look at the world of like, what if we as a gun community change the culture to not have girls and their tits out or gun dude bunnies, right? With right. Who can shoot and shoot the broad side of a barn five yards away. Why are we still putting money behind these people who are not educated? Typically, they're not knowledgeable. They can not actually shoot a firearm. And they're representing all of us. Right. Any Any human being in the country that has a firearm um, automatically defaults. I truly believe this as a gun ambassador for the second amendment for firearms because they own that. So when someone has a bad experience with anybody that has a firearm, that is their first leg into the firearms world. And that is where they're going to get their kind of first impression. Right. Right. Is better as their intro. And so I think all of us have a bigger responsibility, a bigger duty. So the negatives to me is that there are so many bad actors or so many people that don't take firearms seriously, don't respect firearms. Um, We see them all the time when we see videos of instructors lighting one off into the air. We see them of of gun bunnies getting the most amount of stuff from brands. I'm just like, wow, we could be so much better as a community. But even when one person does it, it's never gonna change.
0: Even the people that are in the industry that are phenomenal shooters or decent shooters or can shoot fast are, are with people that do shoot fast they're still scantily clad um in the in the hollywood realms of the training and everybody wants to go train with this one company because he trained the greatest action film ever and then on their instagram everybody's just half naked at the range
1: yeah like yeah it could be better. You don't need that. We don't need that to have quality guns, quality content, you know, quality shooters. Um, it's just, it's a disappointment. So I think that's the negativity of just the sex sells type stuff that I see every day.
0: Okay. So you got positive and negative there. Um, what in general, what's the most positive aspect of gun culture?
1: I think that it still gives people a love and excitement for getting a gun that they like want to see or want to shoot or want to enjoy. So like the positivity is like, you can be anyone that you want to be, or you can own any gun that if, you know, if you're legally able to own it, paint it pink, who gives a shit, paint it gold. Uh, I mean, you gray- have a
0: purple and blue gun on your wall right there.
1: I painted that on TV show on build boxes, TV show. So on gun talk media, put me on the show and I built that, uh, it's a PCC. I spray painted it first time I ever spray painted a gun. Um, so I think just, my biggest positivity is that I love seeing people go get their revolvers, go get their lever action, trick them out into tactical lever actions, go suppress yep. it, put a light on it, put a laser, put 17 dots on it. I don't care. So I think for me, it's just fun to see like the individuality of it all and see people just enjoy something for what it is for the historical part for the collection part for whatever so i don't know i think that's my my thing when or they see deadpool right and they see deadpool has the two desert eagles and so like they're like all right i'm gonna paint this this color or whatever
0: right
1: um, a lot of that comes from tv shows and harry potter how many glock harry potters have i seen now <laughs> it's
0: just really i haven't i haven't seen a glock harry potter you're gonna have to send me a picture
1: i will i just saw 22 plinkster got um a nintendo like the old nintendo oh yeah,
0: yeah yeah the duck hunt yeah, See, I've seen duck that one.
1: 22. So like just the, the gun culture comes from again American pop so, culture whether it's movies or shows. Yeah.
0: So so with that that's a great that's a great reference. So with like you said it's a great pop pop culture reference being like painting the uh a long slide Glock, uh what is it? The Glock 17L like the old duck hunt gun in the Nintendo colors with Nintendo on the side. Um does does that somehow cheapen or downplay the um the importance or the uh like the safety aspect of the gun when we make something that is so dangerous look more like a toy than an actual tool cuz like yeah. yes we can use firearms in a fun way but at the end of the day they're still a tool so does that cheapen or degrade the meaning behind having the tool?
1: I think for people who are uneducated about firearms, can absolutely that can absolutely happen when they're like, oh, that's just a toy. Now it's like, oh, that's airsoft, or that's fake, or I'm going to treat guns like toys because it looks like that's how we treat them. So it very much has that perceived, I think, value for people who are uneducated about firearms or who just want it because of that, right? They go buy it and they, know, they don't take a class. They don't go get educated. They don't know how to treat it safely. So so yes, there's damaging part I th- I think to that. I know people are, would disagree. Um but on the highest level again, I don't own black guns if I can help it. Like all of my okay. I have a Harry Potter. I have a Harry Potter PCC. I have a Joker PCC that Creekside Customs did literally with the Marauder Map footsteps. I saw me swear them up to no good. We have Harry Potter's wand on it. But I know that that is a serious firearm. It is a tool. It's actually one of my competitive PCCs. I shot for a while. Like it's it's one of my favorite guns. Um so Yes and no, <laughs> yes and no.
0: Okay, and but for think, some of the some of the listeners, like if if my instructor or my my professor listens to this, she may not know what some of these acronyms are. So, what does PCC stand for?
1: Yes, so it's a pistol caliber carbine. So it's basically a same length as a as a rifle as an AR-15, but it's in a nine millimeter caliber. So it's a little bit okay. cheaper to shoot, um, but still has that length. So it's a rifle. That's that's literally what that okay. is. So PCC. it looks like
0: your standard ar-15 it just shoots a smaller round yeah okay okay um so we did we asked what the 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 positive of the the gun culture is what's what's the biggest problem inside gun culture right now from kenzie's perspective
1: the number one of it i would say is that it's an echo chamber is where i get frustrated meaning we're all talking the same We're only talking to these people, so I think what you're doing with your class and having someone who's like a non-gun owner, not doesn't like guns, will be a value because we, we as a as a whole society, and especially as gun owners, we also need to be talking to people that don't know anything about firearms that are maybe opposed to firearms. Honestly, we should be having the tough conversations with family and friends. I've got a gal now that uh, came to my women's shooting event last year. And her friends and and people in her community as a mom have been asking her, why are you getting involved with guns? Why are you going to SHOT Show? Why are you, you know, carrying a gun? Like, why? You don't need that, right? And so having those tough conversations back and forth is also something that I've had recently. I asked, you know, why does your boyfriend, with my esthetician of all people, but like, hey, why is your boyfriend not against, not with you understanding why you have a gun? Why is, did he grow up not around guns? And it was that. He grew up in a state that didn't have them. He also is a dude. Is he ever going to understand the female perspective of this is the only tool that we have to equalize ourselves against bigger, stronger men? Like, we are built differently. Like, end of story, honestly. Um, So I think the problem is the echo chamber, I will say, of us just talking to ourselves um of, of with gun culture. And then yeah, on the outside, it's we've created something so daunting. You just asked me for an acronym. Like I'm normally really good about that of, of explaining exactly what it is.
0: Right.
1: We use acronyms when we talk about all these things really quickly, when we are honestly just not inviting a place for people to ask questions or to feel overwhelmed, they don't even want to get involved because they're like that right. that seems much. it's it's
0: it's daunting. It it really is daunting. Um, and that's I mean, you know, one thing that I love about gun culture is there's so many facets inside of gun culture. There's yeah. the competitive side. There's the collective side. There's the, um, you've got the the clone dudes that just mm-hmm. want to build guns that are clones of service rifles or guns from movies or, you know, the ones that just get super stoked about painting guns or you know the guys that are into cannons that's still considered like a destructive device you have to go through ATF processes and stuff like that like there's so many cool things inside the community as a whole um that we have it's it's but it can be daunting like when i went from you know USPSA and steel challenge and then got into long range like it's daunting you just got into the long range you competed Last year you shot three or four matches. Last year, like that five or six a...
1: matches. The six I got blinded in, but yes, <laughs>
0: yeah, very daunting, very steep learning curve. From yep. shoot fast, shoot a bunch, and hopefully you hit the target of two gun or three gun. You have multiple rounds. This you have a certain amount of time and a certain amount of rounds, right? So it's didn't even it...
1: have my own rifle last year, and now I have my own rifle.
0: You got it built? Yes, I saw your post a little while ago about um about wanting to get back to it. I saw your story. Um, yeah. So I was like, man, when is she going get, to get it back? Um, so that's awesome. So now you've got another facet that you have to kind of deep dive into. And I mean, we've had conversations where, yeah, you have a reloading press it, behind you, but how many rounds have you actually loaded, right? Yeah. You're- <laughs> not much, right? And then when you get into rifle reloading, it's an even bigger daunting task, something that you've decided, hey, I'm just going to buy factory ammo and and not have to deal with it, right? So right. um, the the community can be overwhelming, but yeah. when it's overwhelming, like you find your little niche and then you can just keep learning and learning and learning about it. And yeah. then it's not so daunting anymore. I want to um, add one more
1: thing too real quick yeah. on that. Like um, I, I'm just... Dis- Disappointed when I, I've watched several things on like Netflix. Um, and it seems like on gun culture, it's never a positive story or like gun culture in the media. It's always, I I get it, right? Like it's the active shooters, it's it's the things that happen. Or I watched a Netflix series about like, I don't know if it was real or fake, but someone played a, an actress, um, played like the story of how she was the only student to survive in her school shooting, right? So, what about the positive stuff? We never see movies or documentaries or anything in the media about how guns save someone's life, whether they had to right. use it or not, like whether they just had to deploy it and that it, it ended the threat. Like, I wish they would tell more stories about, about like, like me, like I like guns saved my life from being depressed and being sad to finding a community to finding friends and and not, it doesn't always have to be gun related. Like now I get to hike with friends and I get to go vacation with them, but it's just, it's sad to see so much of, of media just not actually showing the good side.
0: Right. I mean, I pulled, I pulled out onto 98 this morning, going to work. And one of my friends that I met him via shooting, you know, him, Brandon Haywood. Like we um, he called me up and he's like, what are you doing nerd? And then we talked about work. We didn't even talk about shooting. We talked about work and how one of our other friends is coming into town because her husband's checking out of, you know, Corey station and this like, so we're like, Oh man, we should all meet up and have coffee or something like that. And like, didn't even center around, around guns. It centered around us all being friends and just having something in common. I think, um, yeah, the like you hear it on podcasts all the time, yours, mine, anybody's, the best people that we've met in society seem to be in this community. And I think I it's, we're a little bit more grounded than um, than maybe some other communities, but I don't know, maybe that's just my opinion. No, I think
1: we have more realistic expectations of untrusting the world, seeing the world for what it is, knowing there is hatred and violence out there, and understanding that we have a duty to ourselves and our families, you know, just to protect ourselves for when the day comes and it's beyond firearms. I think this community understands prepping, um, and and just being a prepared citizen, and honestly helping others.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know you're helping um people with your with your women's classes. I'm helping people with just like the the bringing people on here sharing their stories or giving businesses an outlet for promotion or just helping people out at the range or squatting all the roing like all that stuff it's all because we want to it's not like we're making millions of dollars doing (laughs) this to be a millionaire
1: in the gun world you have to start with two million
0: (laughs) exactly so what is the gun industry doing right what is the industry as a whole doing right
1: well again you've got a female on so i have to talk about the female stuff they exponentially in the last i would say five years they're catering to the female market because they realize the like when you look at all of the transactions that atf has and stuff on background checks is that it's it's a large majority it's women so when we look <laughs> at i'm I had the idea 10 years ago to make shooting pants with legging or with a uh, belt loops and I didn't yep. do it. I should have and I'm a, I'm an idiot. Um but now I see almost just so many brands making tactical leggings with pockets and with oh, like yeah. loops. Game yep. changer. Um Huge. there's no excuse for females or males or anyone. I think we're getting right on uh, concealed carry for anybody that wants to wear basketball shorts. If they want to wear slacks, if they want to wear the tactical clothes, cool. But off body carry is not my favorite, but there's so many ways off body carry and to um I got see- my tactical fanny pack. That's right. The fanny pack. These the um what's the other one? The sling Cross bags bodies, yep,
0: sling bags. Yeah.
1: So I think like what we're doing as a community is we're listening to the needs of the people, um, you know, females have so many different um, guns. Now you've got, of course, the six hour rows, you have the Walther PDPF, the IWI Masada Slim. So when you start look Glock, I mean, 48X, all of these guns, again, they're good for males, but I'm, I'm speaking from a female perspective is that we're listening to the market and the needs of, of people that do want to protect themselves. And a the large majority of that is going to be moms. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. And then just seeing how many of us are working so hard, because we're idiots, um, to put out content that's valuable that isn't on social media. So I work with huge brands. There's tons of media outlets. You know, the big ones, Athlon, Recoil, uh, Gun Talk. So all of these companies are spending so much money. um, And so are the brands that obviously sponsor and, and do paid ads and whatnot. Um, to put out content, whether it's magazines, blogs, videos, they're not hosting on the anti-gun platforms or doing their own. So I think we're just doing it right in terms of not giving up and getting the content to the people that really need it and want it. Um, because we're fighting with that every single day. Um, and then the last thing too, is just coming together on, I think on on issues like I've seen so many companies back like the ATF brace stuff. Guns of America is doing a great job. Yeah, um, it's on the crap NRA now, right? It's better organizations and it's companies speaking up and and putting out basically legal stuff against these horrible legislatures trying to come down and, and ban anything to do with firearms, whatever it may be. So I think that we're just doing a good job of coming together and being like, no. Okay.
0: State so. Army-
1: did that as well you know they're like we're gonna put when, when people buy stuff we're gonna put some of this money back to supporting the 2a and and i'm not super into all the legal stuff but i've been keeping a pulse on just kind of that there are companies putting money where their mouth is and right. supporting our rights i That's mean
0: because if they ban guns and they're out of business
1: yeah but right? just in general it's like they're also you have some companies that slide in that are like secretly anti-gun gun companies right correct <laughs> but not a ton. Um but it is something where like the ones that are doing it right, those are the ones I'm going to be putting more money in, into,
0: you know. Right. And we and we know the companies that supply the people that are oppressing us. Yeah. If that is the right word we want to use here. Um we know who they are. And I think a lot of people have shied away, but yeah. You know, we we use our voice with our wallet. But when they're getting, when they're getting the money from daddy Warbucks and the government, like they don't necessarily need our thousand dollars for one, for one firearm. Yeah. It may look cool and everybody may want it because it's got their name and their logo on it, but it, you can find something else that's just as good for, for less amount of money. And I actually saw a clip recently. I think it was from, um, uh, PSA Palmetto Palmetto State Armory, like the same gun that costs a thousand dollars, only costs three hundred dollars to make, but they <laughs> slap their name on it, and it makes it a thousand dollar gun. Where yep. PSA spends the same three hundred dollars to make the gun, and they charge six because they want to get the product in the person's hand to supply that person with the the item that they need. Because yeah, at perfect. the end of the day, you can do the 97% the same thing with a $600 gun as you can do with a uh, $1000 gun. In, yeah, for sure. In the AR market. Now, when we get right. into precision guns, like yes, there is a little bit of a a little bit of a difference in components and and things like that. But when it's, you know, machined and, you know, it's a, a mass manufactured item like yeah. save the 400 bucks and, and get the thing that's going to work, you know it's going to work and then spend more money on training, ammo, education. Um, uh, so did I ask you where the industry is missing the mark? Was that the last question?
1: haven't asked that yet. Um, okay. So
0: what is that? What, what, is, where's is the gun industry missing the mark?
1: I think boots on the ground. And I actually, I know boots on the ground is where I'm missing the mark. Okay. So we're spent all these money dollars <laughs> in advertising, print, digital emails, social cool.
0: Conventions. Look at shot Show.
1: So the best companies, so I won't say, like the ones that aren't missing the mark know the value of talking to their end consumers, whether it is SHOT Show, also NRA, there's Trigger Con, there's Gun Con, there's um, the event that I put on, Gals Day at the Range, you've got Brownells 2A Day, they're... um,
0: The Silencer
1: silencer events so you've got CanCon and both that's a recoil yep. event um but just saying that and and even at shooting competitions so i know i'm biased but i work with brand uh hundreds hd gold who's at like uh, 40 matches a year somehow traveling right. all over the country getting his van getting his products in front of people um loophole my god how many times was loophole not just there tabling and, and and sponsoring but also shooting the match right oh, so yeah 100 percent my thing, foundation socks, you're wearing the shirt that tri- the whole family's out shooting. So oh,
0: absolutely.
1: The companies missing the marks are the ones that are not sponsoring anything, not supporting shooting sports, not sending representatives to demo something. Demos are huge. Um, not putting up a table, not inv- I get that it's a, a huge investment. Like, I don't know anything about the dollars of that it costs for SHOT Show Range Day or for NRA when they have a range day, um, but the companies that are doing that are killing it, right? And so mm-hmm. I think are missing the mark is go find time to talk to the end consumer, uh, talk to the shooters get and get feedback. That's the other thing is that the, the companies are just putting out more crap without actually consulting who's using it, uh, why it's failing or why it's successful or what the next iteration should be are just missing the mark on talking to people that use their product daily, weekly, monthly. Um, so that's, yeah, that my two cents there. I could go into that forever, but huge difference between the companies that are and aren't.
0: Right. And you just you just said something and it made something pop into my head is a company released a firearm at shot. It was a pistol. Like what purpose did that firearm serve? Right. Did they like did they talk to their consumer? It's yeah. uh, it's a remake of a of a of a solid metal framed pistol that came out a couple of years ago. That company got bought up and then they kind of reproduced it and everybody's like oh it's the newest latest greatest thing but like what purpose does that firearm actually serve yeah. right they came out with something because did they need to come out with something or did right. does that thing actually serve a purpose
1: right yep, yep. um
0: so to missing the mark so what is cringe in the gun culture right now to use a pop culture reference of something being cringe what's cringe in the uh in the industry right now.
1: I recently saw a video. I don't know if you've seen it, but it was like just a bunch of, um gut, like you, YouTubers, not gun tubers, YouTubers that were going out for a range day. And this dude had a fully loaded rifle pointed at the ground of his AK and AR. um, And just for shits and giggles, he thought it was funny to cook off a few rounds, like just to negligent discharge in the ground by him between him and his buddy's foot. And he's laughing. He's like, ah, you're scared. I think they were actually um streamers of video games um and you know the the guy got scared that's like basically his foot's almost coming off and right and, you know, shot up and the other guy's just like laughing at him so where it's disgusting for me and cringe is i see a lot of that is like bros just going out and kind of messing with each other pointing them at each other or blowing up tannerite out, out of refrigerators we've seen that so oh yeah 100 so many people who see stuff on movies or think it's cool to have a gun and video it and the ones that are pointing them the, themselves and shooting themselves because it's funny dude, it's killing me. It's killing me heart and soul because they don't respect them. They're putting this content out. People think it's kind of funny. They think it's a joke and then they go do the same thing. And it's also influencing kids, man. Like they, they think that they, they can do the same thing. So right. I won't even talk about that, that gun bunny side again, but like the cringe stuff is just some of the stuff from video games that I see people taking into real life. Um, I think I've never been a gamer, so I really can't speak to that. But I do see that, like, exposure to all of the video game content, and and not understanding that when they transition to real life, like, that's a real weapon. Right. Um, that's the kind of struggle that I have.
0: I'm kind of hit or miss on the on the the video game side because I mean that's I mean that's you also a lot have of
1: valuable skills too in video right. games, right? right? How to reload and <laughs> cover um, concealment,
0: <laughs> hand eye hand eye coordination, cover yeah. concealment um but that's a lot of people's first interaction with firearms and then i would say there's a percentage you know that get into the gun community that are you know do it the right way or and then there's some that do it the wrong way but like my first experience with the chris vector was in a video game and i was like oh my god i want one of those so bad and i purchased one and i was like hey, this thing kind of sucks right <laughs> i don't yeah. have e. I had a i had the carbine and i had the pistol i don't own either of them anymore right like um that's you know there's the 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 i mean you can't necessarily get a 203 but like the the underbarrel grenade launcher but like that's a lot of people's like first experience with something like that or like the light machine guns or the sniper rifles or you know they um You said on the negative side, you know, they, you know, trying to shoot a Kimbo, two guns at the same time, or, you know, just the crazy stuff that they see. I think that they do, they do, um, a lot of people's first experience with firearms is in that, in that video game setting. Um, I don't know if you've seen this video, but this one made me cringe is they were testing the new, um, personal protection vehicle and they shot a Barrett 50. 50.
1: They at, had no eyewear on. The glass didn't shatter, but I was like, I don't know. Eyewear? Earwear?
0: Yeah. they, vest, they a
1: vest? Anything?
0: Maybe 20 yards away, shot a 50 BMG at the side of an SUV driver's side window, and there was a dude sitting in there. Like, that yeah. stuff is cringe. Where they do – you see the videos of – other militaries and they're shooting in and around each other or you've got that one guy that's got like six targets in a circle around him and he's taking guns out of every and turn around and shooting every like that yeah. stuff is just
1: everything like that you know i've uh, seen the- they spin him around like you need to learn how to shoot dizzy and he's literally shooting left right to 220 degrees and um you know the stuff that cringes me too not just on that that stuff is like also clickbait like they shouldn't post it but they do because they give views and then they go viral and fine but what kills me is so many marketing departments and so many industry uh, thought leaders, huge following on social media, on emails, whatever. And I'll see someone shooting without eye protection on, like, we're not in a defensive scenario. You're trying to market your product, put on eyewear and ear protection every single time you do photos or just make it look a little bit better. And I'm not saying it's always correct. Like if you're shooting suppressed or you're hunting suppressed. Or I know PRS people, I do, but a lot of PRS people don't wear eyewear.
0: Yep. I know
1: But- yep. But if you're going to put out content, I get it a little bit, or just educate in the con- in the content that you put out of like, hey, precision rifle series, you're behind the scope, your bullet's coming out this far away from the muzzle. It's, it's a little bit different. But when people see that, unfortunately, people that know nothing about firearms think that's the way to do it, right? So they think that right. that's safe, that's normal. Um, I've seen people put scope mounts on backwards, scopes on backwards, red dots on backwards. I've, I've seen trigger fingers, bad grips, or, you know, oh, yeah. fingers bad groups so all of this content i just wish there was a vetting process or there was just one person at the company that had like passed the like is this correct in this image um or this video that we're putting out oh god
0: i wish they did that just in hollywood
1: yeah well i can't even get into that that's wrong the reloading wrong the count wrong the there's no recoil because it's all fake sim like pretend or just a 50 yeah. cal not moving and i'm like okay so that's all bullshit that's great yeah. yeah
0: or like you know the the sniper movie where he like bolts everything on and the scopes backwards and the bipod's like backwards <laughs> and yeah it, it just it's just oh. like
1: I can't fight Hollywood, but it's cringe to me when we are in the firearms industry from a firearms manufacturer or accessories, whether it's optics, ammo, whatever, and we can't do better to put out content that is exactly correct because we are, again, we are the first experience someone might have. So I can't fight Hollywood, but we could fight ourselves, maybe just be a little bit better. Well, you can,
0: I'm going to fight you on that because I think you can fight Hollywood because you've had somebody on your show that is the firearms guy in- not necessarily Hollywood, but in the film industry. Yeah, so yeah. and I and I believe he's doing it right or assisting yeah. in doing it right. But at the end of the day, the director is the one that's making the call or the 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 lead stunt guy or whatever. Like he controls the firearms on set, but like he can get overridden.
1: Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's small stuff. I mean, I'm not saying we're not wrong. Like I think what you know tti has done a good job though training major people whether it's like kevin hart obviously jack's gone there but he knows his stuff you know john wick was all learn all these people um that go out there and learn is awesome there was also recently one um the the night guard the night what is the night something on netflix yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. i've seen it he just trained the the night guardsman or something like that
1: in the night body something so anyways he actually just trained trained in middle tennessee with the dirty civilian guys and with brower solutions and so
0: do i like dirty civilians or fun? Two,
1: yeah but for season two he's actually gonna have a, a lot more skills he learned cqb he learned low light he learned how to do pistol like malfunction clearing so all of this stuff it's so cool he took that on his own to go seek out proper education to be a better actor to be more realistic by heart is happy now the end edit too i don't think a lot of people understand that the end edit those editors know jack all and so they might just cut things they never show the reload they never show the right absolutely whatever
0: but yeah they have a hundred they have a uh they have 90 minutes to fit three hours worth of film into we get it uh it's the night agent by the way
1: thank you so i'm really look up that gabrielle dude like he did the whole thing man yeah i'm
0: proud proud. i watched the whole first season i really enjoyed it um
1: I couldn't remember those so long
0: ago. <laughs> uh so what's cringe? So in gun culture, um uh is gun culture highbrow or lowbrow um to you and to the general public? So like highbrow, lowbrow, like so um do we have the elitist? Do we have like the the lowbrow like the the middle classer do we have like different levels of the gun culture um and i say lowbrow highbrow because it's actually a term that we learned in this class that i'm taking so like um once again trying to bring it back to the class um do you think that we have high high culture and low culture or highbrow lowbrow within the gun community and what would be an example for um those two those two given uh uh segments
1: i don't think we have that in terms of watching a movie and like sylvester stallone any you of know, the fast and the furious whatever gosh godfather all these movies right i think everyone can appreciate a firearm for what it is whether they can own it or not so that's when i think about like the 240 bravo or, or whatever firearm, machine guns so for people listening like when you see the ppk the walter ppk which is all from um 007, right? Yep. So you got these iconics where I'm going with you, have iconic right. firearms that whether you are middle-class, low-class, poor, whatever you are, you see that and can appreciate the collector behind it. You can appreciate the value of it, of the iconic whatever. So you go buy maybe a, right. an airsoft pistol of it. You go buy honestly Halloween stores and you go buy just like a foamy one or, or whatever it is. So I don't think that there's like a class in terms of appreciating or wanting or loving or admiring a firearm. However, I think like in, in terms of access to that, like there is going to be that higher gun culture for highbrow, whatever, where you have right. like really honestly wealthy people that can afford to collect those um, and put those in a display case. But I here's where the difference is. I think on the highbrow side, they probably never shoot those firearms. They pay 10 right. grand for it. And they're like, this is my prestigious thing that I will collect and savor shoot people like me like when I got I've studied actually I go to the Walther Arms PPK because it's imported by Interarms, Arms Walther different brands throughout the time Smith and Wesson whatever so I can appreciate the value of finding that and keeping that uh, a nine millimeter Luger pistol which is like from World War eras right like right. I I follow that on Gun Broker I'm going to own one day one day it's so like just it depends on the level of accessibility but I think people like maybe not always but people like me will go shoot those firearms like I, right. that's a sh- I'll carry it. I don't care about scratch, dings, damages. Like that's not my. So I think that's the difference between some of the classes and access to them, of whether or not someone appreciates them, shoots them, or just collects like them.
0: Like a pre, like a pre-ban eighty-six NFA item. Yeah, like, that is its own class. And for those that may not that are listening to this and not know what that means, like the National Firearms Act is what made fully automatic uh, weapons inaccessible to the pores, as we like to say because um, a pre-ban NFA item can cost upwards of 30, dollars sixty thousand dollars for a pre-ban machine gun, which are still transferable. Transferable. You can still transfer them to people given the right paperwork and everything like that, but they're gonna cost so much money um that it's it's not feasible for the for the average air quotes, lowbrow, uh, lowbrow person.
1: my um, friend bought one for 2250 before and now it's worth 48 grand. What was it? Uh MP5.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the the nostalgia of 80s, 80s movies. Like you said the 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 Luger 9 mil uh World War II. I've got um I've got an M1 I've got a 1904 Springfield and I've got an M1A. What I'm missing is a Garand. Like I want to own a grand. Do I need a grand? <laughs> no, but I want to cl- collect the set. You know what I mean? Like the- Have the... you seen
1: that the palm revolvers now, they're literally a circle and the trigger was like within the palm. And it's a little tiny yes. barrel and- it... I now really, really, really freaking want one. Rapid fire. Rachel has two. Um, You can't even find the ammo for it. I think you'd probably have to load the ammo for it. I honestly don't know how. You would just never get to shoot them. But it's like stuff that's like, now I really want to own that. But now I got to figure out how to shoot it.
0: Right. So I'm a big like fan of pepper boxes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, My grandpa, uh, when he passed away, we took everything out of the gun safe um, and he's got an old pepper box. It's completely disassembled. It doesn't like, there's no way to make it work you'd have you'd spend more in trying to get it to work but now it's just like it's an old firearm that doesn't work but it's it's inherently special to me right so my old boss they just had a kid or his her kids like four or five years old i'm the big gun guy in the shop and she's like hey like i was unpacking some boxes xyz i found this we don't want it here you go and it's a 22 short pepper box Oh yeah. With one firing pin that rotates around the four cylinders. <laughs> so I went and found some 22 short and took it to the range and by God it still works. It's awesome. Oh yeah. I love oh, that yeah. little thing. It's great. Um so yes, some highbrow, some lowbrow um within the within the general population of the gun culture. Um so to the general American, whether they're in the 2A Community, they're not in in gun culture. They're anti-gun. They're they don't care either way. Does the NRA represent our culture? <laughs> look at your face. <laughs>
1: I mean, wh- what question? do you? Was that a real question? No. Okay, yeah. guys.
0: That's a real question because you look at it and you and you hear. I mean, we're going to hear it a lot in 2024 with the upcoming election. Oh, the NRA doesn't care about this. The NRA does the NRA for me personally doesn't represent me. I have not been a member of the NRA since, I don't know, I was 15 years old and went to a gun show and like signed up for the one year membership because they just wanted my money.
1: Yeah, that definitely does not represent um, American gun culture or the 2A enthusiasts. Um, what's disappointing too, just recently in the news, Wayne Lapierre was embezzling so much money that I think he has to pay back four million, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, from from the NRA. So again, that that shows you nobody in the 2A community wants someone that embezzles and steals their money. Like he's going to have to pay back the membership, pay back that to the NRA, whatever to to do something that was that money was meant for, which is standing up for our rights, um, blocking bills that come in that are anti-gun, all of that. Um, uh, I have to be a member. Here's what's bullshit, right? Is that as an as someone that wasn't prior military and wasn't prior law enforcement to teach in Florida to teach the concealed carry permit classes, which I'm still able to to teach, you have to be a credentialed instructor, and that means NRA certified, which is absolute bullshit. Because anyone that's ever gone through the NRA course knows that it is basic, (laughs) it is it is painful. Some of the curriculum is actually incorrect. When they're like, oh, you just look at the side of the gun to see the stamping for what caliber it is, wrong. Barrel, it's the barrel. Um,
0: yep.
1: But anyways, so the NRA just is so outdated, but unfortunately they are in with the government, which is another issue of, of gun stuff that they have weaseled themselves to be like, we are the um, curriculum of the world. So that way, if someone is certified as an instructor through us, they can teach the carry permit classes. It's the same thing in state of Tennessee. There are organizations like Guns of America, uh USCCA that's now coming kind of on board USCCA has their own instructor credential programming and I've seen and heard of a couple of states now adding them as a curriculum that people can go and get to become instructors to teach okay. those carry permit classes so that's a step forward um but again like <laughs> in if if you want to do what I do, and that is instruct, you have to have certain credentials. And to do that, you have to pay their annual membership, because at the end of the day, all they are is a way to to turn the wheel and get money from members. So,
0: right. Yes. I mean, it's just like a hunting license. Like I'm going out there to collect food for my family, yet I have to, you know, pay you to do so.
1: I mean, right? there's good to that because of how many people would be out there murdering animals with, I like, I get it and getting away with it, not being fine. But
0: Right, and some of it does go back to to com- conservation, but that's more like, yeah, on a okay. bigger bigger game tags,
1: yeah. right? Um, so no answer, short answer, no long answer. You just got
0: yeah. Uh, any thoughts on people from other industries coming into the culture to boost their own personal brands? This question came directly from our conversation okay. when I asked you to do this in the first place.
1: Yes. All right. So everyone's probably seen it by now, but if you look at 2024 SHOT Show, okay, and who was there? Um, so, is, so
0: real quick, what is SHOT Show? Where is it? What is it about?
1: Um, I would love to have known, is it shooting, hunting, outdoors? Trade, trade show. show? Yes. Okay, got it. The acronyms that even the people in the freaking industry don't know. Okay, Shot Show t- is every year. Um, used to be COVID disrupted, but every year in January, it is the largest trade show in I think America, maybe not the world, but for firearms and outdoor stuff. Um, it's got miles, and I'm not exaggerating, miles, miles. of booths. Yeah. Yeah. Caesars Palace is all in Vegas. Um, they used to have it in other places, but now it is Las Vegas, Nevada. So they have Caesars Palace, the Venetian. They've even expanded to like having some archery stuff and they even had like a mobile live fire range, which was kind of cool, but like an indoor setup. So is it
0: still at the Sands? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: So every year shot show happens, um, people in the industry fly over and they fly over from internationally as well. So you've got people out of the country that come people, obviously in America that come and, um, so shot show, yes. So so there are companies. Oh, I wish I could name names, but I'm not. Um, that literally pay rappers, MMA fighters, people that got famous on YouTube, um, people that have nothing and no firearm experience whatsoever to come and be a brand ambassador, to come do a booth visit actors, actresses, like you name it, right? So these famous people come in that have a have a following online. And they are doing what's called like booth signings, like come meet XYZ at the booth, get a signature, get a photo. Um, people that probably don't know how to shoot a firearm, probably don't know how to load them, can't shoot the broadside of a barn, couldn't instruct you to save your life, probably don't carry a gun. Maybe right. some do, maybe they don't, um, to to come and represent us. And unfortunately, right. the people that... Oh, go ahead.
0: And I was going to say, like, some of these people, like, I get it, the rappers or this, that, the other thing, like... Some of them, some of these people that they bring in like are known to be dishonest and they're hiring them to come be a booth visit and they're going to be like, oh yeah, this is the greatest thing ever when you're a proven to be a dishonest person.
1: There was one that um, said he never was on steroids, never, never, never. And then came that's up exactly and
0: like, who I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm on steroids. Yeah. And like, we're all like, no shit, but you lied about it and people yeah. trusted you actually thought oh he he did it without it i could do that too Mm-mm.
0: yeah not a thing you can Super eat as girl. much liver as much liver as you <laughs> want you're not going to get that big
1: oh we just named
0: that well whatever but that's i the- i named that and nobody listens to my show anyways <laughs> but
1: it's interesting to see, okay, so this was actually the largest attendance, I think, pre since pre-COVID, so it's been like right. four or five years now, and it was a huge turnout, and it was awesome to see some of the people, because here's there, there's pros and cons again to this group of people, is that there's some that are coming from make, maybe more of a hunting background that are like coming into the industry and like doing some booth visits and adding a little bit of value because they know how to do XYZ over here. Maybe they're not super into all of this stuff on the gun side, but hey, they're, they're bringing people in and getting people excited for it again. The other one's it's it was insane to me I had a DM in my Instagram One company legitimately asked me, I was like, yo, can you come stop by the booth we've got and like name the celebs that they would have at their booth? And I was like, literally, this message is the exact opposite. This makes me hate you, not want to work with you. You're not even in check with reality that you think a professional shooter, professional instructor, like gun media industry writer would want to have anything to do with this. So it was interesting to see that kind of dynamic change over. But it is frustrating that people god people that consume the media and, and and we talk about gun culture like they don't go research these people and they they think that that person's like what they stand for what they believe in like that's what they're going to follow it is a cult following of some of this stuff where i'm like right really bad
0: <laughs> really so bad. so with that i think there are some people that have a cult following that are doing it right and then some that are doing it bad i think um and, yep. and like him for his personal views or not like him for his personal views. Um, I think uh, T-Rex Arms has put in a lot of work and a lot of content over the last six years to yep. be an educated voice in the industry. And I know a lot of people don't like him um, because he wears tactical gear and plate carriers and night vision and runs around and shoots on his private range. So who is this guy? He was never in the military. You don't have to be in the military to be good at shooting. You're, you're good at, you're, you're better. You're a better pistol shot than I am. And you were never in the military. So what does that mean? It means you've put in the time and the work and the dedication and the reps to be good at what you do.
1: He also educated a lot of people. Story. I think where I get frustrated is people that do hate on people, period. I, and I don't care either which way for, for that is he's actually putting out content and putting himself out there and sharing his views, which is not easy. And then you're being a thought leader. You make a good product. But it's like the people that hate and bash would never dream of posting a video, would never dream of putting the time, money and effort into getting good at shooting um, to learning different platforms. He goes and shoots matches like all these people that are complaining online, too, it's like Show up to a match, see how horrible you suck. Your military oh, yeah. 100%. background, you've got to show how bad your poor gun handling skills are that you can't hit a target or that you don't know different platform than what you were really focused on. And so that's the stuff that I hate too is that they those people are never going to do more than any of us have put in. So
0: right, um, that being the people that are talking the trash behind the keyboard, yeah. not like, not the people on the range putting in the work.
1: Correct. Like I don't right? think that you entitled to really opinion or value when you've never done xyz or put yourself through that so those people just really don't matter to me
0: okay uh so with gun culture we have different personalities inside gun culture we have different personality types what are three gun culture personality types some of them are 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 funny some of them are serious but what are what are what are gun culture personalities
1: oh the humor is my favorite the people that can just be funny all the time like i think of kentucky ballistics he's hysterical um the whole desk pop crew is absolutely ridiculous uh tactica and armament <laughs>
0: all, i'm not familiar all, with the desk desk pop crew
1: you need to look at them up so like one has to wear a mask for what he does for work but their humor um i hold on i got a patch for you
0: okay yeah, you got a whole wall back there full of patches. Oh,
1: I have another patch wall. I have more. But this is literally uh, what they gave me. <laughs> <laughs> so, to explain gun culture, um there exactly. are people that make it a joke and and it's fun. It's content that is in it's just entertainment, right? And that's awesome. And and Kentucky Ballistics knows this stuff, enjoys shooting, but like his videos he'll put on a wig and talk to himself as a girl and then as a guy and then dress up as a vampire whatever right so like his yeah is it just... kind of
0: spins off of from the Fine. vine days right yes um yes. so we got the we got the humor that's a type of personality a personality type within the within the gun culture what's another one
1: the hard educator. So I think of tactical advisor as a really, really good piece of content. And even T-Rex Arms Lucas does a good job of taking this very seriously to the point of, I'm going to educate you on this gun, this optic, this suppressor, this gear, why you need it. And it's super valuable. Like anybody that's in the gun world that has questions on stuff, like that's your thought leader industry that also or industry person, um, that puts out the educational content. So humor, educator, um, let's see another personality. I just think the expert, um, whether that expert be the, the hunter or the competitive shooter um, or the person that's just literally knows that platform through and through. So I think that's like the last like kind of personality is, I think it's a combination honestly of where that ends up is someone who can take that platform knowledge, can entertain someone, but actually runs that, that gear, that gun, that whatever. It's so hard that they know it in and out. So I think that's just like the expert.
0: Okay, I'm super glad I asked that question because I didn't know how that was going to go. But your answers are not anywhere near what I thought I was going to get as an answer. I um, thought you... there's also, the
1: the autistic scale, which I think I'm okay with saying because a lot of my friends are autistic. And I oh, feel yeah. like to be a gun nerd and to be, I could just name three. Like there's a competitive shooter. There's someone that's manufacturing parts. And there's no that are all on this spectrum. Gun too, but they're all on the spectrum.
0: I thought we were going to go with like the gun snob. So oh. the, the fun, right? Um, like
1: but genuinely authentic. Like you have the people that are making comedy stuff out of this. Oh
0: yeah. A hundred
1: percent. Print, shoot, repeat, made a whole HK slap video and music and song that you can like listen to. That's hysterical. I don't know. And then he's still adding value, right? He still understands right. the guns, 3d print stuff, um, educates people on what works, what doesn't work. So honestly, I think there's, those are the people that I was thinking of in personality wise.
0: Okay. I I like that because I didn't like, I didn't super specify. I left, left it kind of broad. and okay. I, I, I wasn't expecting that. So I enjoyed that. Um, hot takes or opinions. Like what's your hot take or opinion on when it comes to gun culture? Like, I really like this. I really don't like, this is my opinion on this aspect of gun culture. Anything like that.
1: what I hate about it is people won't leave other okay people that like love something whether it's a gun or an optic or something they see in a movie or or something just gun culture wise right they love it the people that hate on that person for liking it like why do you like revolvers they are so outdated or why do you take my tactical lever gun that, or lever gun and turn it tactical and you don't need a lever action with lights and lasers pressed and all, well, right. yeah who cares so I think that's where like my hot thing is just, like, leave people alone. That's why we have thousands of manufacturers doing so much crap is to serve all of us. And so leave right. them alone. And hey, wouldn't it be great if that person just had a gun in general and you left them alone? We were just happy that he was happy with a firearm. Like, we're winning when people are buying guns. Right. Um. I mean, anything that fluctuates in the media, like I just get frustrated with, again, Hollywood actors that are outspoken about it. And like, you can literally Google the last 17 movies they've done and all of them have firearms, whether they're using them or not. It's just like, if you bash my firearms and you're gonna be anti-gun and people believe that and support that and will follow that, then they're so like oblivious to even thinking, but wait, didn't they make millions of dollars off of having guns in their movies? Like that just pisses me off. Right. Um <clears throat> I don't know if that answers some of your questions but
0: yeah if some- for sure those are two hot takes um where does the industry need to be headed
1: i think again getting back to boots on the ground doing more events for demos um more educational pieces of content but in person is going to change lives um at the end of the day like getting stimulation guns in schools or maybe airsoft in schools as programs like they have the 4-h community you have right. a lot of the S.A.S.P., which is the scholastic action shooting sports um you've got so all these high school level things that's where i got started with the college we had a shooting team they had a um skeet and trap team they had all these right. competition teams. but how are we able to educate the people that will never handle a firearm till they're legally able to do so, and maybe get interested, just having that bare education at the very beginning level of someone, or or as kids or whatever, just could prevent a lot of of gun violence stuff that we've seen, or or accidents, you know, that happen, which is so sad. So I think, and and again, demo days are just gonna add so much value to the end consumer, um, whether they're taking videos when they're at the range, they're holding guns wrong, like we could solve so much of this by just being better, and then at the range level. Right. How many of us have gone to a ugh, public range, indoor range, outdoor range, whatever, and seen someone teacupping something, or I've yeah. seen someone with a shotgun over their shoulder about to pull the trigger. I've seen, and I, I get that like ranges are not there to go instruct without getting paid or whatever, right. but it's like, just change one person. It's a safety issue. Safety thing. But it's also, if, if we could just change one person and the way that they do something, they could change the next person and the next right. person. I don't know if if that's even possible, but I think just at the lower local range level, demo level, um, getting in schools, like if we could just put more money and effort into that, I think we would save a lot of lives and, and, and people getting hurt. And then those people that probably that was their first experience with a firearm. Now we have a better experience. Maybe they're going to come back and want to shoot again because when a lot of people hit me, they're like, I shot a 12 gauge. I hate shotguns now. Well, you were taught wrong. And then they learn from me, you're correct, you know, or Just Yeah. So there's just a lot of that, I think. I don't know how to do that, but that's my dream.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was where we need to be headed. But what does the what is gun culture need to do to survive in America in 2024 going into the future?
1: not going backwards you know i thought about like the jack Carr series being published on amazon i i read all those books i never in a million years thought that amazon would keep the violence that was in those books into the the actual show series i think right. reachers done a good job even though you don't you you know this but in the very first book that lee child wrote he talked about flicking the safety off on a glock okay so lee child was completely un, unknowledge or not knowledgeable at all about firearms and yet his series has turned out to be Better, not okay. perfect.
0: Right? Because it started with the two Tom Cruise movies. Yep. Which so back here on my halo. on my bookcase back here, I have all of the Lee Child books. I'm working my way through them. I um that. I I don't like that they skip to book eleven instead of book yeah. two. It's a series for a reason. Um but like they do a pretty good job, like yep. overall, and I think it makes once again it's entertainment it makes them sexy and this that the other thing and you know the first the the first series on amazon with with uh jack reacher he gets that 50 cal desert eagle the 50 ae and you know shoots it in and stump. don't get any weapon without testing it for yourself like okay probably not the best example of like firearm safety or anything else like that but like it made for good entertainment but it's not practical right but I think it's getting better the more series they more series they do
1: yeah so I just I don't want to see to go backwards where like I know a lot of Hollywood sets have already said like they're only going to have airsoft guns and as realistic as they can get them you know not having the orange stuff on them there some of these people are having to hand paint the firearms um you know it's just that's the stuff and then I I don't think taking away guns or having less or having no firearms or the fake firearms right removes the responsibility of having an armor on set, having a firearms oh, instructor absolutely. on absolutely. I don't care if they're airsoft. I don't care. It's a gun. It's shaped like a gun. It looks like a gun. It's going to be used as a gun. So we should still have someone checking and being there and making sure all of the rules are still followed. Um, you know, so that's the kind of thing that I see in culture of like, I think we're taking a step back for what by removing valuable content. Like when I think about YouTube and the gun tubers and the world of bears, like Why are we suppressing how to disassemble a gun safely? Like those are the kind of pieces that we need more than anything, more than, I I don't know how to properly shoot this at 300 yards, whatever, who cares? We're focused on fundamentals and safety and and being safe means like education. And so I think that's where it's like, we're we're taking a step backwards versus
0: forwards. Yeah. You can't show the install of a, of a rail on, on a firearm.
1: Or anything red dot plates, it doesn't matter what it looks like, they will demonetize like that.
0: Yeah, it's all demonetized, and you don't want to put something up that's going to get your whole channel demonetized, right? Like people don't want to do that, which is unfortunate because, frankly, that's how some people learn is through visual. Like we have, you know, kinesthetic, visual, auditorial, like we have all these different learning types, and now you're taking somebody's ability to learn away, which. It's their platform. They can do what they want. So find another platform, you know, somebody make a a two-way friendly platform then. Yeah. Yeah. you know. I
1: mean, have you ever watched like old TV shows or anything where you're like surprised that was in there? I I remember watching like Parks and Rec again and Ron Swanson like gifted a pistol. And I was like, yes. Like now that probably would never air on TV today of having that in a funny comedy show that's 20 minutes long with with And Like, I think Ron's one of those people that is anti-gun too, but it's like, How did that even stay in there? Like, I'm happy about it. But if we go backwards and we just remove everything, it's like, that's not normal American life.
0: Well, look at it this way too. Like, what just came on to Netflix that is basically like like the definition of getting canceled, Blazing Saddles. (laughs) How is Blazing Saddles on Netflix right now? Like, it's (laughs) like, how is, like, it's a great movie. It is- one of the funniest movies that's out there, yet, how is that even on Netflix right now? It's it's it baffling.
1: Yeah, let's keep it up. That's what I'm 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 hoping for American gun culture is that we don't remove our history, we don't remove our statues, our our shows. But like, man,
0: yeah, right. Okay, so from the outside, uh, looking in, what kind of impact does gun culture have? On American culture. So like we've got American culture. What is American culture? How does gun culture affect the bigger portion of American culture?
1: I'm probably not an expert on this question. This kind of seems a lot. Um, (laughs) But if you think about like what was trending or like Unfortunately, guys, anything that's happening in America is going to be the culture, whether you watch it or not. Like, so here's what's interesting. I, this is probably not going to answer your question, but it's very important. When I watch the Super Bowl, okay, I I don't care about who won. I don't care about the commercials. I actually watched it to see what's airing. What's what's happening in America what? is this. Okay, they aired that commercial um that was about Jesus or whatever, washing Lord, the
0: feet and-
1: washing the feet, and it had everything in it like you had trans you had gay you had lesbian you had um priests oh, and there's so- the- all of this stuff yep it was actually very cringe and very painful to watch and it was very just out there right but it's something where people get mad what no matter what side probably that they're on right but it was like okay that's literally a message going out to billions of people watching the super bowl right now um h- having usher on and and all those rappers and stuff again, like that's that's awesome, but that's culture right there. What's happening yep. with Taylor Swift and, and Kelsey? I god, I can't stand any of that. But again, that is literally American culture. Is that's what people care about right now? Is everything that happened on the Super Bowl was actually like what's happening in America? Um, so I think about like gun culture. All of that's gonna be relevant, and I can't think of a good example like off the top of my head right now. But it's stuff where, uh, again, election coming up, we're gonna see a lot of that. And so American culture of who's running the country and what do they actually believe in? Unfortunately, gun control. And gun legislator and all of that controls so much of the election. People don't care about healthcare and people being obese and and fuck. Why is nicotine and all like? I'm not anti any of this or alcohol, nicotine. All of these like issues. How about child trafficking? Right, all of that matters. But the focus so much is always on guns because they think oh, removing them is going to answer everything. Like right. incorrectly. So they're they're intertwined about what's happening and how people vote and how people make decisions. And unfortunately, the hottest ticket item is going to be guns, right? So I think that leads a lot of conversations um, that ends up in our local, our state and federal government levels. Okay. I don't know that answers the question, but like people that are like, oh, I'm not into politics. Do you watch the Super Bowl? Do you watch commercials? Do you watch TV shows that are anti-gun subliminally? Do you watch whatever yeah. it is? then yes, you are into politics and you have a viewpoint and you are consuming that content, whether you like it or not. Um, Cause like, if you're not cringing at some of the stuff that's out there, you are bought in and sold and and fully like a machine, just kind of following along with whatever you're watching or paying attention to.
0: Yeah, just accepting whatever mass media produces and then you consume it. And then it forms your opinions and your, and your thought processes. If you don't know how to think, um, independently independently for yourself which i don't think we teach that anymore no Mm -mm. i mean i mean that's what school is we want we we want people to work in you know we want workers not thinkers
1: i don't know what it was but in the the box that uh taylor swift was in and i'm not a taylor swift fan but they had like the devil worshiping chick that had an upside down cross was wearing black and did this like devil hand sign right And people not paying attention probably missed it, but people are paying attention. The ones that I, I listen to podcasts. And again, that's pop culture, American culture, and also talking about some of this stuff. But like, there you go is another example of how people on TV, celebrities, people that have like their chance and fame, like they're sending a message, whether you receive it or not. And there are people noticing their kids are noticing. Um, But all of that is out there. And if you're not reading it, then you're just completely missing it. And you might be reading it and just sub like subconsciously, like absorbing that. Like, okay, no, that's real.
0: Yeah, like I fell asleep in the third quarter of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I had to wake up and Google who won the Super Bowl. I had no <laughs> idea. Like I woke up, the game was over. I just turned the TV off. Like it was. Did you see that what was... I was
1: talking about though? Did you see that?
0: No, I did not.
1: You need to look that up. It's pretty wild.
0: I was actually working on school stuff while the TV was on for the boys. That's when everybody got sick up in Delaware and that whole That's mess.
1: Brilliant. Well, will send to you that's something yeah send where, it to me i'd, I'd like
0: to i'd like to look at it um
1: yeah, that, was that was all over twitter x whatever and people were podcasting about it and yep
0: yeah i have no i have no idea what you're what what reference you're making there but uh yeah i'll definitely take a look at it so um those are the major questions that i had for for this endeavor um what do you want people to know about American gun culture. These are our last our last three kind of our outro questions, kind of giving you free, free form. What do you want people to know about the American gun culture?
1: You know, unfortunately, whether it's America or any other country, like we are kind of founded on firearms, right? Like that's the way that we've defended our country. That's the way we fought in world wars. That's the way that we you know, keep our families and safe and ourselves and our friends. And um, it's something that we also enjoy. Like there's the collectivity of it. There's the, um, you know, pop culture, movies, the iconic stuff that we see. And so it's just, it is ingrained in our culture. It's not going away. We are the country that has the second amendment. Um, So it's something where love it or hate it. It is what it is. This is what we're founded on. Um, And so that's never going to change as long as Again, movies, media, TV, books, they're all going to have firearms on them. I think to the to the day that all of us die for every generation to come, you know, this is something that's going to live on. It's the same thing with history. You can't change it. You can't rewrite it. Um, it is what it is. And so that's kind of my two cents there is that it's going to be here, whether you like it or not. And there's some really cool stuff that's come from it.
0: Okay. Um, so I should have probably prefaced this before we started, but shout outs or sponsor plugs. Oh, um, I mean, you generated a giant list. Um, you no, have I, it on your phone. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I do. But uh, <clears throat> the ones that I'm really excited for too are just like the ones that have kept me for so long. I. I couldn't do a lot of this without all my sponsors. And so Supervel has been at the forefront of that. I was a customer for all of these clients, really, or, or sponsors. I've been a customer before I was ever sponsored because I truly believe in the product, love the product, use the product. So Supervel, you know, I get super nice.
0: Supervel, V E L. Yeah.
1: Yep. And then Nighthawk. Um, so when you oh. talk about the highbrow people, I am one of them when it comes to a pistol. I love double stack, 1911s, so this is a 2011, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but the Nighthawk is a custom, handmade, handcrafted, just beautiful work of art. So I think beautiful. about gold, the work of art. Um, Genesis Arms, I'm honored to shoot for them. I moved over to shoot um, from TAC Ops into Open Division for 3-Gun Life, and the Open Shotgun has been hard platform to master. So if you have done it, Genesis Arms has 100% done it. So honored to shoot for them. Uh, is, 100%. That 100%. That the,
0: is that the AK platform shotgun?
1: not an AK. It's actually an AR platform. It's an AR-10 on okay. a 308 lower, so you have all the AR controls that you want. You can shoot your hyperfire Eclipse trigger that I do. So it's the exact same mag release, um, loading. Just everything is the same as an AR, so life is
0: easy. Nice. I didn't. I didn't know they had an AR-10 platformed shotgun.
1: So Genesis Arms is the Terran Tactical shotgun, fed shotgun that you see in John Wick 4. So Genesis Arms, oh, okay, gun culture that makes the John Wick. TTI collapsed gun. So, gotcha. Yeah. Okay.
0: Interesting. I'll have to, um, I'll have to look at that as well. <laughs> Another cool. something else I can't afford. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny because at Shot they had the Iron City rifle guys like work on engraving. And it was like, um, like the chrome plated engraved shorty AR shotgun, It's badass 12 gauge, but that's American culture, right? Is there. that the so- one
0: you were shooting in the video where you went full auto with it? Oh yep. my God. That thing looks so fun. <laughs> So I yep. have seen it. I just need to do more research on it.
1: That one was their brand, brand new shot shotgun. That's a breaching shotgun with a breaching suppressor from Huxworks. But the one I'm talking about that was like engraved is me and Taryn like holding those guns. Just gorgeous. Right. But I have lots of photos. So Genesis Arms is, is it's an honor to shoot with them. Um, Hunter's HG Gold has sponsored me since day one, minute one in the shooting world. And, um, superior eyewear kept my eyes safe and then the PRS people need to learn that they look clear when you look behind them and they actually help you shoot long-range targets just saying Uh...
0: you have the blue (laughs) ones I'm pretty jealous of those ones I've got the I've got the yellow one I got a pair of the yellow ones so
1: um couldn't do anything without real avid it's funny because I was cleaning guns earlier so they also make like CLP and gun wipes and all this cleaning stuff but um they have they have so much on my bench that the tools that I use the torque wrenches and everything is literally under my mic um, my vice is a 360 degree rotating gun vice. So I can build my ARs on that um, and work on my guns. Um, I know I have a lot. Uh, lot grips. They make all these amazing aftermarket grips for my pistols. Um, they weigh them down. They have brass grips. They have aluminum grips. Just phenomenal stuff. Right now I'm dry firing a lot too on the AR platform for cheaper than 9 mil. So instead of the 9 mil nine. gun, I get to shoot um, an airsoft gun that has blanks. Um, non-marking and marking rounds with unit solutions. And so they picked me up recently. I've been working with them. Uh, that's just a blessing. And I'm spoiled this year. I got to add Magpul to my Jersey. So pretty excited for that. Cause they've nice. just been awesome to me. Yeah. Um, and and that's what
0: your, that's what your bolt guns in is the, uh, the, the R 700, the um,
1: Magpul the chassis. One.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: So Magpul chassis, it's just amazing. Um And then I use them in three guns, the D 60. I never reload ever period. Just Right. Just 60 rounds I I got one of those those as well it's nice yeah it's bougie um and the last one I'll say is like run gun which they makes the the bags and um I'm actually looking at my leather uh, mat on my desk that I have but run gun notch gear makes great hats and Creekside custom lasering if you need coat or engraving and they can do Harry Potter just saying
0: (laughs) (laughs) so there you go (laughs) fantastic and lastly where can people find you
1: so at three gun Kenzie, literally the number three gun Kenzie on like Instagram, on the, which, sign,
0: the sign that's directly behind you spelt that way.
1: Easy. So easy three gun actually has, um, a link to my portfolio that has all of the articles I've written videos that I've been in. Um, there's just a lot there. So when you're talking about American gun culture and someone who's obsessed with some things like that's, that's going to be the go-to to check that out, Reticle up on YouTube. It's just the Radical Up channel. You've got my podcast, you've got gun reviews, gear reviews. So I've got two brands kind of like I am Three Gun Kenzie, but Radical Up is the business. So uh, if you search any of that, I am easy to find.
0: Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you for joining us on this episode of another GD podcast. Uh, For everybody out there, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Um, subscribe to the Instagram at another GD podcast, um share this episode it helps us grow um our listenership but also exposes us to a bunch of other um listeners that can expand our fan base if you have any questions for me be sure to let me know my email is guy.demarco.84 at gmail.com follow us on our instagram you can follow me on my my personal accounts. send me an email if you got any questions if you've got questions for kenzie You can find her on all of her different socials where you can hit her up about any of the products that she's talked about, any of the great brands that she's representing. Or if you just want to learn more about her ladies day for that lady in your life, or you're a lady and you're listening to this and you want to know some more information, you can definitely hit up Kenzie and get some more information. So until next time, keep your powder dry and we'll see you on the range, guys. Thanks for joining me tonight.
1: Absolutely, that was a blast. (laughs)